What's going on everyone? Anthony Drew Gary here, host of The How To Show, where we talk about optimizing life, money, and happiness, one how-to at a time. This week on the show, I want to cover how to build an emergency fund, and later we'll talk about where to store it. I want to dedicate an entire video to this concept because, frankly, Americans don't talk enough about saving money. And talking about saving doesn't mean you have to have grand plans of saving every penny you make so that you can retire by the time you're 40, or live on an island, or anything that extravagant. Talking about saving is important because there are several news reports that suggest that about 4 out of every 10 Americans cannot cover a $400 emergency. Now, I don't know how that information settles with you, but I think that's terrifying. And realistically, many families will have a $400 emergency within the next year. So let's talk about reasons to have an emergency fund. The general idea is to place some sort of a cushion between life happening to you and you happening to life intentionally. If you're not familiar with Murphy's Law, this is the idea that anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So if you can insulate yourself from some of Murphy's wrath and have some money set aside, then things that, that happen to you that might used to have been an emergency, maybe they won't seem as big of a deal anymore. Now let's talk about how to build an emergency fund. And at its simplest form, an emergency fund is money that you have earmarked to never spend unless it's on emergencies. So while we're talking about emergencies, it's important to draw the line between what is and isn't an emergency. So for example, things like birthday presents or Christmas or holiday gifts, those aren't emergencies in the sense that those events come around once a year and they're fairly predictable. You know that those things are going to happen. Uh, along those same lines, other things that happen every year like license plate renewals or the types of things that needs to be budgeted for every year uh, are, are not emergencies in the sense that they need to be part of your budget and not necessarily part of your emergency fund. And so if you're not familiar with how to set up a budget or that's something you've never done with before, I did a video a, a few months ago with my wife Ashley on how to set up a budget and I'll link to that up above so that you can check that out if you haven't already. Now that we're through what we're not talking about emergencies, when I mean emergencies that come out of an emergency fund, I'm talking you're driving down the road and you blow a tire, or your kids are playing ball in the house even though you told them not to, and the next thing you know the window shatters and all of the kids are playing the blame game. Those are the sorts of things that fall into that small scale emergency range, and so if it's small scale, then what is on the large scale of an emergency? Things like job loss, medical bills, co-pays, uh, automotive insurance, deductibles if you're ever in a car crash, things like that. So how much money should there be in an emergency fund? The short answer is that it's going to vary depending on your situation and a general assessment of how complicated your life is. You may also want to consider how stable your employment is. For example, as somebody who walks to work, who has a very stable career, and is either renting or living in a newer home, may not need as large of an emergency fund as someone who commutes, let's say, an hour to work in a lesser stable career who lives in an older house that has imminent repairs needed. When you take things into consideration, a good place to start for an emergency fund is probably $1,000. 
and then the next step might be maybe three months worth of your expenses and the high side might look to be maybe six months of your expenses. Now, the only way to know how much money that actually is, three to six months of expenses, is to know approximately how much money you spend in a given month. And budgeting with some sort of tracking is the only way that I know how to figure that out. For the sake of conversation, let's say that we set up a goal to set aside an emergency fund of $10,000. It might be daunting to think of how long it might take to get there if you currently have nothing saved, but I saw a picture on the internet earlier this month that looks like this. So this particular picture is about spending, but the bright side is that the inverse of this picture is also true. Everything that I talked about in my How to Get Out of Debt video applies here, and if you've not seen that video, I'll link to it up above. But saving money comes in really one of three ways. It's either increasing your income, decreasing your spending, or selling some sort of unnecessary items in your house. So what happens when you're building your emergency fund, or you've finished building it, and then you have an emergency? If you draw down on some of your emergency fund, it is good practice to replenish that draw over the course of the next several weeks or months or however long it takes for you to get it back to what that initial amount was. The idea is that whatever your goal amount is, you should have it set aside for future emergencies and your emergency fund should be thought of more like self-insurance uh, rather than an investment. But that doesn't mean you still can't make some level of money off of having this good chunk of emergency funds saved. Now that's a good segue on talking about where to store an emergency fund. As I start putting these videos together, I'm getting a little bit better on setting myself up for what I want to talk about next. So hopefully everybody appreciates that. Uh, I'll stop rambling now. I do want to share though a story of, of a personal level here and hopefully you can learn from my mistakes. Once, uh, once Ashley and I got married, we started working on our emergency fund and we placed it in a generic savings account with our local bank and the savings account had something like a 0.02% interest rate on it. And so three months of living expenses was, was what we aimed for and we got there and the interest that we were earning off of those three months expenses was getting us about 11 cents per month in, in interest. And I was under the assumption that my emergency fund needed to be liquid, meaning that I needed to be able to, to produce cash at, on hand at any given moment. And basically, the, the savings account at a local bank with physical branches almost everywhere was about as liquid as I felt I could get without putting that money underneath my mattress. I eventually wised up and transferred that money when I opened a high-yield savings account with an internet-only bank. And at the time of this video, that interest rate is roughly 1.85%. And so instead of me earning 10 cents a month in interest, we're roughly earning about $20 a month in interest on the same amount of money put into that savings account. There are tons of options for these high yield savings accounts, so I'm not going to recommend one over the other. Uh, but most of them can transfer money directly back into your checking account within one or two days. And this should be good enough for most emergencies, as I've found it surprisingly few emergencies truly require cash in hand on demand. And so this will allow you to make some extra interest money on, on that money that you have saved away. 
Now, interest rates on these high yield accounts have gone down over the past 12 months, but they're still significantly better than the example that I talked about earlier that's offered by most banks. You can run a Google search for high yield savings accounts uh, rates when you're ready to open one, and it probably makes sense just to pick the one with the best rate at the time. You wanna pay special attention though, because the majority of these high yield accounts have limits on the amount of time you can withdraw from them over the course of a month. It's usually somewhere between three and six times per month, but the idea of this emergency fund and you only touching it when you need to, to pull out for emergencies, I, I really hope that you're having three or fewer emergencies per month and that's not an issue. It is also easy to get carried away in making sure that you're getting the best interest rate. Uh, my savings account is earning 1.85% interest, but what happens when I see another bank that's offering 1.88 or 1.9? Well, using my example earlier, we know that 0.02% interest is really only worth about 10 cents. So making that change might only be worth 10 to 15 cents per month. And you can chase after that extra 25 cents, but make sure that your time is, is considered and what it takes to, to make those changes. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you to walk away from that money, but changing banks every month or so just because the interest rates have changed probably isn't something that you're gonna wanna do every single time. So a question that might come from this is what do you do with the interest on that savings account every month? Now, what we typically do is we pull it out of that savings account and we apply it toward whatever our, our goals are for that month or, or maybe we just enjoy it and we go out to dinner or something like that. This is extra money that's being thrown off of the fact that you've committed to making an emergency fund and there's nothing wrong with enjoying it because you've, you've set a financial goal and you've hit it. That is going to bring this episode of the How To Show to a close. I hope you've learned something in this episode and identified with something that you can replicate, or maybe maybe you don't agree with everything that I said. Either way, I hope that there's some value that can be placed, and if there is, go ahead and leave me a comment and let me know. You know, Hopefully this will teach uh, everyone how to take a little bit of the financial stress out of emergencies, and if you've got any feedback for me, leave me a comment and let me know what you thought, or let me know how you're going to take action. Now, if you haven't already smashed the like button on this video for the algorithm, you know it's not too late to do that, so go ahead and do it now. And if you haven't already subscribed to my channel, feel free to do that. You'll be the first to know about new videos that come out every Wednesday. If you have an idea for a topic on a future episode of the How To Show, leave me a comment and let me know who or what it is. I'm always looking for new ideas for the show. If you want to be a guest star, leave me a comment for that as well. Interviewing people makes it a lot of fun, and I hope to do more of those this year. So, until next time, this is Anthony Drew Gary, host of the How To Show, signing off.